Wardcast, episode 165. Go! I'm Dylan Vento, and this is our final regular episode for the year. Oh my gosh. Gentlemen, welcome. Welcome, Will Blanton. Oh, thank you. Richmond's own. That's right. William Blanton. Born and raised. Yes. Almost 34 years. To, to the day. And Maymont Park is where he spent most of his days. <laughs> Shooting some Quidditch uh, outside <laughs> Monroe Park. God, we really are that hipster, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. Yeah. Also joining us, Alex Damrath. Hi, hi who abandoned Richmond to go to Savannah for a while and then returned. Yeah, I think Richmond's better. You're a Southside kid, right? Uh, Chesterfield, most of my yep. life. And Carver. And Carver, yeah. Um, so suburbs and then and then urban. And then urban herbs. The herbs. The herbs. <laughs> That's where <laughs> he fell in, in the love. City. That's when he fell in love. <laughs> Why is herbs on your honorable mentions? We'll get to that. Um... <laughs> So this episode, uh, we're recording our honorable, the honorables today. Um, but before we get to that, we're going to do some uh, a little mop up because there's some games and other topics that uh, we added to the show notes over time throughout the course of the year that we never got to to talk about. So I felt like this was a good opportunity to talk about those. This will probably be a a relatively short episode. Um, Alex, yeah, do you want to start off? I guess I can with a game. Uh, okay. Pick um, a game. Pick, oh, any, any game. game. Jesus. Uh, um, do we want to put timers on these just to, to keep stuff? So I always thought I'd just like moving. roll through some of my barcade stuff. Okay. And then touch you went on. To, you went to one. I went to one. Um, I, I was in New York City for a time uh, this for past spell. summer. Yes. And uh, was taken to a barcade, which was really cool. Uh, and I got to play uh, the 1983 Vector Star Wars game where it's like first-person X-Wing. Yes. Uh, it was really cool and an arcade experience because I'd only ever played it on like a main machine with a joystick, and apparently that's not how you're supposed to play it. Um, so that was sick. Wait, does it not have a joystick? It's not a joystick. It's like these two things, and then you move them actually like laterally. It's like a throttle. Yeah. You can move around. Yeah. It's interesting. And huh. that was like a way cooler way to play, I think. Um, Satan's Hollow was a favorite uh golly ghosts which was a light gun game but the screen was like a physical dollhouse that projected ghosts onto it that looked really cool yeah um i shared that in the discord at one point uh we might have to post some pictures but it's because it's really hard to describe but it's just like a physical motorized dollhouse with things like doors swinging open and then like ghosts projected to like come out the doors uh float up through fireplaces come out of it was sweet um, and you're just busting the ghost with a light gun. Are you, are you not afraid? Does it of make no you ghosts? feel good to bust those ghosts? Yeah, we chose yeah, different lines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, total nuclear annihilation is a modern pinball machine. It's a Fallout spinoff. TNA. It's like an outrun style. I think it came out in like 2017 pinball machine with like a full color LCD screen and lots of color, lots of sounds, very bombastic, very in your face, very good uh, experience overall. I mean, I'm not really one for pinball. 
they all tend to be kind of the same thing, but this is a very modern take on pinball. Did you, uh, so you played in New York. Did you play in Soho? Uh, no. Oh. Did yeah. you play in Brighton? Uh, it's like Jersey City, Jersey City uh, entryway, um, like right around that area. And uh, one, uh, I could not tell you. So you didn't? I was being led around by my cousin, and he knows the place, and I don't. You didn't play it anywhere between Soho and Brighton? I don't think so. you never seen anything like it? I don't get what you're referencing. That's okay. What amusement halls did you go to? <laughs> Answer the question. <laughs> oh, oh, now I know what you're referencing. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> the music. Don't play I mean, deaf, dumb, and blind with me. Damn it. I was going to say, I'm not deaf, dumb, and blind, though. So, <laughs> no, I didn't play very much of a mean pinball. I just played a kind of average pinball. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bubble Bobble, self explanatory. Yep. Great game. Still a good game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Wild Riders was a Sega, um, one of those motorcycle games where you're okay. sitting on a plastic motorcycle and like leaning from side to side. Uh, except you used it to like, you had to also like push in and pull out to do tricks. Uh-huh. And if you didn't do <laughs> certain tricks, like you weren't going to make certain jumps. Keep it together, Will. <laughs> uh, As and- a heavy set adult, I'm terrified to get on one of those now. <laughs> <laughs> I tried it. I was okay. Um, I'm pretty heavy set too. I think. And uh, it's got a cool sort of jet set radio looking cell <laughs> shaded art shaky style. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Where does that rank against something like Arctic Thunder? Arctic Thunder? Or Hydro Thunder? Pick your poison. Uh, <laughs> I actually don't know. I think I played those. Oh. It's it's one of those right. You kind of lean into it, but also like the big gimmick is it has jets of air. Mm. It blows Ooh. at you. That's yeah. pretty sweet. And the Arctic Thunder one is like ice cold. So oh. going to a Chuck E. Cheese ah. on a hot day and you just play Arctic Thunder. And it's like a jet ski. They should spray water. That's a great yeah. idea. Uh, I played the arcade version of Super Monkey Ball in which the only form of controlling it is a trackball. That's pretty fun. I, I, like, I that. like that. Yeah. Um, so that was an experience. They had that at MAGFest. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, it is very difficult. Uh, I liked it. Uh, Gunblade was very sort of standard. You're shooting things from a helicopter, light gun type thing. Is there a um, blade on the gun? No. I think it's referring to the blades of the helicopter. Right. Some bullshit. Uh, it was kind of poppy and neat. Very Japanese. It was uh, all right. Final um, Fantasy yeah. Seven kind of deal. <laughs> light gun game? Yeah. Um, is it, wait, is it <laughs> eight with the gun blades? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Maybe. Okay. I don't know Final Fantasy. I don't either. Um, the one with Squall. Ah, and then I played X Men: Children of the Atom, which is supposedly one of the better X Men fighting games in arcades. It's the uh, side scroller thing. Beat 'em up. Yeah, it was no, it was a one v one fighter. Oh, uh, it's a, oh, yeah, player v player it's a fighting game. Right, it kind of is similar to those like Marvel versus Capcoms. Right. right, I think it was the same studio. It looked like very similar sprite yeah. art. Yeah, Capcom. Yeah, that's it. Um. Yeah, the people who make Marvel vs. Capcom. Um, <laughs> Konami? <The> Konami. <laughs> uh, Marvel vs. Konami. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd pay money to see Snake beat up um, uh, anyone. Yeah, just honestly. anyone. Not even Snake, just David Hayter. Get him yeah. in a ring. <laughs> Have David Hayter be a character. Let's I'd, do w- it. I'd watch a prize match of David Hayter versus uh, Michael Ironside. <laughs> I'd see that. Was a who? Who is Venom Snake again? Um, oh, uh, twenty four. Keith Sutherland, like yeah. him and David Hayter in a, in a <laughs> money match. Mister Twenty Four, please. <laughs> Mister Twenty Four. Uh, yeah. So that was that was my arcade experience. Um, 
I'm going to touch on some other things real quick before I get to my, my big winner T- on this list. Touch them. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 I found very mediocre. Huh. I played that for a little bit. But that Florence and the Machine cover. It was good. Of Stand By Me. That was such a wonderful opening, and then I immediately lost all interest, like, after a couple combat sequences and, like, some talking. Well, and that game, like, almost immediately starts on the wrong foot because it starts with the finale. Like, it foreshadows, yeah, it like, how the game ends. And also, like, an hour-long tutorial that takes place in, like, a ghost space and isn't blended in any way into, like, oh, the rest yeah, of the that game. Was bad. Yeah. It was like, here's a blank, empty room where we're yeah. going to teach you all of the controls and the combat like for an hour and a half. And oh, bar- no. Baroque, yeah. <laughs> like, ballroom, and it's just showing you how to, like, jump up in the air and do, like, air dashes and combos mm. and, and shit. And I was, like, already losing it. I was like, great, great. This is this is excellent. Great, the idea great of just, game like, design. Buds on a road trip is so sold to me. Yeah. Yeah. And then immediately, like... Also JRPG. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's some aspects of it that seem really cool. Like I think it's it it's got some good bits. I like the exploratory aspects of that game. Like yeah. them all, all on chocobos, like hitchhiking <laughs> down the road. Like that's pretty cool. And then like a giant a giant just spawns on the road and they're like, fuck, gotta fight this. Right. I'm like, all right. This is a good this is a good blend of anime and roads. They're movie. taking Final Fantasy to some interesting places, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But, but not anymore, because the director left. <laughs> and uh, I got this board game called Dragoon. Ah, yes. We've spoken and, about Dragoon. Uh, yeah, we, we've talked a little bit about it. It's uh, I think after playing it a couple times, it's not my favorite board game. It's a little too... Uh, I can't quite pinpoint what is wrong with it, but I definitely don't walk away from it thinking like, yeah, that was a good time. It almost always seems to end with like half of the players a little too bored hanging back um sure does look pretty though it's probably one of the most gorgeous board games i own um but yeah it uh it just kind of drags its heels there's a little too much of like one player will just get 30 points ahead of everyone else and everyone else just feels like well we're not going to catch up to that and just like gives up and then they're sort of just going through the motions um it does already a thing that i hate in board games where turns are comprised of uh like points yeah. Where you're just like, you have six points and you can spend uh, them like on action like, points. Right. You can either move six spaces or you can move three spaces and do two things or you can. I don't know. I kind of yeah. like that. Like, you don't like that if that's incorporating the board games? I think it's bad for board games because it's hard to quantify. And, and okay. yeah, trying to get other people who don't play a whole lot of like new board games to hear that and understand it. And also, like, keep track in their head how many points they just spent. And then you have to keep stopping games to be like, how many points was that? Did you do too many points? Did you do too little? You still have some points left? Like, it, it turns it all into micromanaging. And I think that's bad for board games. should have a companion app. Keep track of all that shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, digital board games, it's probably fine. Because everything's sort of managed for you. But I think in a, in a physical pen and paper board game, everything that has had a point system to manage turns is just like, that's so bad. Um, so anyway, I, I, don't, I think it's sort of going to be a sort of average mediocre game for me um, that I don't pull out for most of my parties, but is there because it's gorgeous. And I, I did initially get fall in love with it because, man, is it gorgeous. I met but, Nick, one of the artists on it. At, yeah. Uh, Max West, he was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I, I think I walked away from him just being like, yeah, this is neat, but it's not going to be a mainstay. 
And then finally, I think the only other thing on this list I really want to talk about is a Hideo Kojima Game Boy Advance game What? called Boktai. The sun is in your hands. Wait, are you playing? How are you playing this? I am playing it on my Game Boy Micro. Yeah, his flash cart. With the, with the flash cart. I thought that it had like a uh, a, a, a light sensitive so diode. it does. Um, not in the flash cart. I'll get to that. Okay. Uh, Excuse me, what? So let's talk about this for a little <laughs> bit. This is a game where um, sunlight, basically how much light the game cart is receiving, plays into the game in a major way. God damn it, Kojima. <laughs> so good. It's freaking brilliant. On a flash cart, what you have is essentially um, the ROM. When, when people ha- uh, took the ROM out, they patched it and they gave it the ability so like you can hold the L button and then use the... I think you hold L and select and then you use like A and B just to adjust the sunlight meter. Um, so you can like just tell it how much sun you want it to have. Um, so that kind of cheats I want it multiple suns. a little bit. Um, <laughs> but it does make the game a little smoother and you're going through it without having to like run outside and then run back inside. Because there's certain things like if it's dark out, then enemies will be sleepy. And huh. if Aww. it's uh, light out, then they'll be more active, but they'll be weaker, I think. Like, because they're all like zombies and undead and vampires. And so what? what's the game play? So the game is an isometric adventure uh, okay. where you have like shooting elements, you have stealth elements, and it's a lot of like dungeon crawling and world adventuring and exploring with the overall goal of you being a, a warrior of the sun trying to rid the world of vampires. Praise it. Praise, praise sun, praise bro. Praise sun. Uh, and you're like, so you have a gun that harnesses solar energy meaning that at any point if it is light outside then you just hold down a button and your character like holds his, holds the gun up to the air and yells sunlight and it charges sunlight yeah um <laughs> uh, which is sunlight <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty sweet this is actually a weapon you can obtain in metal gear solid 4 really as old yeah. snake yeah and he does that and it's really funny <laughs> So that's like that's how you charge it. That's how you get ammo back. Is you just like have the light emitting the light sensitive diode and out in the sun, then you can at any point just hold it up and like charge it and rearm it. Um, if it's not light out, then you have to. Uh, there's like other mechanics built in, so you have to like play a little sneakier, use your ammo more conservatively. So there's like a hard limit on how you have to play depending on the ambient light in the area. Unless you're emulating it, then you can just cheese it. Um, right, so um, did did you say how how you circumvent that with the emulated version? Yes. So when you're playing it on a ROM, you hold I think it's like the L button and the select button, and then you're using A and B just to like slide the light meter. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So do you try to play it honestly, where it's like, oh, I think it's about like this bright in this room. Most of the time, I've also definitely just been like, oh, this would be like a little easier if it was a little brighter. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, so it's been a lot of fun. There's also like after you beat a vampire boss, then you trap him in a huge coffin. His name's Vamp. Yes. Thank you. You're right. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you have to trap them in a coffin that you then like wrap up in a chain and you have to drag the coffin back through the dungeon you just went through, 
which is a really cool instance for suddenly, you know, you're like slowed down. You have to like drop the coffin in order to um, slay enemies to clear the room to get through it. And like whenever you drop the coffin, you wait like a minute and the coffin starts to like shake and rattle and try to go back to the boss room. Yeah. It will like pop out and you have to do it over again. I think I haven't actually let that happen yet. <laughs> you're too worried. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but then you have to like carry it outside out of like the vampire's dungeon into like their front yard, at which point if it's bright enough out, then you can do like this cleansing ritual where you explode the coffin and kill Very them. Cool. Yeah. Um there's a lot of there's just like a lot of neat mechanics that play into uh there being light or darkness. Um eventually you unlock cool stuff for your gun that let it work in different ways. Like originally it's just a pistol, it shoots at a tiny projectile. You can get it so it's like a thin laser beam that continuously damages, like a wide cone of light. You can also upgrade it with lenses that make it so like it draws its power from the moon. So you can play at nighttime now just by swapping out lenses. Yeah, um, it's got a lot of cool flavor. It's got a lot of great art. It's honestly one of the most surprisingly, just as far as a Game Boy Advance game goes, it's brilliant. It it it. it does so much new and interesting and, and it's one of the coolest things I've ever played on that system. It was kind of disheartening to know that that came out and like I never got a chance to experience it with that original cartridge. Supposedly just finding one of those is some kind of merit. Like, yeah, I bet people are hoarding this. Yeah. Um, it looks good. I like the art. Yeah. It's a, it's a great game and I would like to thoroughly recommend anyone who like either wants to emulate it or I don't know spend a hundred bucks on a copy if you can find one. Uh, definitely find a chance to play this game. It also has a sequel and I believe a spinoff on the DS where you play a vampire, um, which doesn't do the light stuff but does play in the same world. Are those in the it, canonical entries into this? Yes, by Kojima himself. I believe Kojima did the second one. I am not sure about the DS spinoff. But yeah, it's, it's a Kojima Game Boy Advance game and has a lot of his usual insanity slash brilliance built into it. Um, and I just, I can't recommend it enough. It's the, been a great time. This reminds me of Bastion. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of Bastion huh. vibes from this. Where at now least that I'm art. picturing both of them, yeah, definitely. I mean, even the protagonist he's got like the white hair he's got a white hair and a red scarf and like a steampunk vibe to him uh bastion though does not have a talking sunflower friend that well, follows you around no, that's got the narrator which i would i would say is better <laughs> the so the sunflower is named master otenko because he is like an ancient guru of, of the sun warriors so he's like your your partner who's training you as you're going through, because you're like a fledgling sun warrior. Apparently your dad was a really good one and you're trying to follow in his footsteps. Um, all he says, his only sound file, I believe, is like every time he comes up to talk about something, he goes, oh, thank you. Yeah. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So you're really liking that game? I am really liking this game. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, all of these games... Uh, by the way, will be added to uh, next year's all games played list. So oh, eligible man. for 2019 best games played. Well, all right. Will anything oh, anything you want to talk about? Yeah, I had a, a handful of games that I played in the past few weeks. Um, most of all, Dark Souls Remastered on Switch finally came out. 
I mean, it's it's uh, it's the same thing. Like, it's really the same thing. Does it run well? Yeah, it runs really well. Uh, it runs. I mean, it's like pretty much thirty frames per second everywhere. Uh, I was kind of used to like the unlocked like sixty frames on PC, but thirty frames consistently is like very new to the series. <laughs> like even with three? Like- oh, I don't know. I haven't really played the the second and third one that much. Okay. But uh, in the but first with the first one, one yeah, it's yeah. the a- series of the first one. A- <laughs> All the different, you know, Dark Souls yeah. one, and then Game of the Year edition, and yeah. then remastered. So, uh, I mean, it's been super fun because I have some some other people playing it on Switch. Um, I've been playing a lot with Curtis and my friend Alan. Uh, Alan has never played Dark Souls before, so that's always really fun to watch. Are you discording it up? How are you communicating? Yeah, so so yeah, we're doing uh, just like talking on over Discord, and then summoning each other through the game and summoning uh it's usually sort of limited to your whatever level you are and curtis and i are both doing a level one run through uh where you just don't level up and you fight all these terrible bosses as a weak degenerate but um in great yeah but now uh with the remastered edition you can put in a password, which, I mean, if anybody wants to try and invade us or do co-op, the password is Fartberg. Uh, F-A-R-T-B-U-R-G? Or B-E-R-G. B-U-R-G. Everybody's asked B-E-R or B-U-R, but it's B-U-R-G. Is life like a hurricane in Fartberg? (laughs) 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 Well, it really came from uh, Fartburger. Because we went out for burger nights and Curtis and I's burger smelled like farts. I didn't eat mine, but Curtis <laughs> begrudgingly ate his entire fart burger. That mushrooms on it or something? Why did it smell no, like farts? I, I think it was bad beef. Uh, oh, man. And uh, Burgers got bad beef. Yeah, the other folks at our beef table did. didn't smell like, didn't have fart burgers, but uh, Curtis's wife, Brandy, did get food poisoning. <laughs> oh man so so yeah we're so fartberg is how you can play with us online do you feel comfortable sharing what establishment that was uh no okay (laughs) because i believe everybody can make fart mistakes also Uh, they seem like they could sue (laughs) (laughs) fair enough but um but yeah fartberg come come fight me come on down the fartberg (laughs) Uh, and then the the next thing, uh, Julie and I had our uh, a little first year anniversary recently. I mean, Congratulations! We went to the mountains and stayed in a cabin, and so we both just stayed on our phones the whole time. Cool, cool. But we didn't we didn't have any service, so like uh, we just played video games and had fun. We were both also really sick. I'm still kind of getting over it. But um, it's a great way to spend an anniversary. Yeah, <laughs> terribly sick, <laughs> yeah. isolated in the Appalachia. <laughs> yep, uh, it was pretty nice though, all things considered. But um, I ended up playing through an entire mobile game called Spike City. Spike City, and it's a uh, it's like a Nitrum game, or it's published by Nitrum. It's by a dude Joe Gribbs at Joe Gribbs on Twitter. What isn't published by Nitrum? I know nowadays. <laughs> so good. But uh, the art's really good. the The game itself is really fun. Um, I really prefer. There's an endless mode and like levels, 
and I really loved the levels. I I I like doing the endless mode, but the levels were totally my jam, and I finished those up. Also, by the way, finished up part-time UFO totally. Mm-hmm. Oh, Have all you, medals? Yeah, well, no, not. I think I haven't gotten all the medals for the very last level just because after I played it, I was just like, wow, that was really fun. But it wrapped up, so I felt like I didn't have to do it. Okay. <laughs> have you played the last boss? I haven't. I haven't. I've not. No. It's good. It's real good. <laughs> it's fun. There's Thanks, like Dylan. several <laughs> stages to it. Uh, oh, wow. So yeah, that's re- that was a really fun trip. Uh, also, speaking of Switch games online, huh? I've been playing a lot of Dr. Mario because I want to challenge Andy, Andy Bowers, to a to his title showdown. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I seem to be getting worse at it, which is a little troubling. <laughs> but uh, it's been a lot of fun playing Dr. Mario. That's just such a solid little puzzle game. That like, uh, I've played some of the re-releases and sequels there's like a super nintendo one and they all add some stuff but for my money nintendo dr mario is where it's at and it's super fun so i've been playing a ton of that uh right now i'm pretty i'm pretty i feel pretty good about getting up to level 20 in medium speed but i, I want to get better i faith you got train we need a Rocky montage for you. I know. We're going to need a montage. It's fun, too, because I'll catch uh, Julie playing and just be like, I'll just hear in the other room, like, cursing. And I'm like, what is she doing in there? <laughs> and I'll go look, and she'll be playing Dr. Mari. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, that makes she's, sense. She's she's not waiting around. She wants to challenge me. So I really need to get There's on my There's a bracket being built. Yeah, it's getting pretty intense. Uh, I've also been playing a little bit with Curtis, but uh, I haven't played it online yet. So I'll play online with you. All right. Test it out. I'm nice. not any good. I mean, I'm okay. I'm probably going to try Metroid, even though the last time I played, I was like, I can't believe people played this trash. <laughs> <laughs> like the the like you've been studying Mario's jump arcs and stuff. Metroid is just like ultimate garbage. Yeah, it's funny because like I, I now need to step into the realm of Me- Mega Man and and metroid and probably maybe take a look at uh bionic commando oh yeah i feel like there's some there's some ideas there that are worth picking but yeah there's like okay but how do i make this feel good because mm-hmm. even mega man mega man mostly feels good i think mega man's right. got a good jump yeah and shoot but it's not very active like, right the combat loop in mega man is pretty meh Mega Man has <laughs> the level design in Mega Man is just like really brutal. Yeah. And it's very both. zigzaggy. It's like, all right, you're going to snake up this giant passage. Yeah. And then here's a bunch of gaps. You're going to go over this thing. Or like, here's just a platform that's just going to ferry you across an open space. And if you get hit or get pushed off at all, you're dead. It would, I feel like Mega Man, the, 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 the Mega Man physics would be really good for like a puzzle platformer where it's not as much like twitchy craziness going on more um like a thousand one spikes yeah kind of game i played some more of that Mega Man 11 demo how'd you like it uh i finally beat it once i knocked it down to i think newcomer is the easiest level because they uh at newcomer when you fall down a pit a bird comes and picks you up and puts you back down (laughs) and then you have infinite lives and i'm like i'm okay with this because there were just some parts in that 
once I wrap my head around the gear system better, yeah, I was able to understand it. And that's slowing down time. Is it that? does. It, so it has two modes. So there's um, I get. I think it's called speed gear and power gear. I think there's a third one too, right? Not I've seen that in a trailer. No, uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe there's like a like a if you charge it up or something, mm. it'll do something. Or maybe, yeah, maybe there's one. There's like a point if you get like a certain power up, it you can do both at the same time. But speed gear, yeah, slows down time, and then power gear uh, increases the damage of your shots. Uh, okay. But yeah, there's some points we just you need to and and the speed gear stuff is just like what's the one power in Mega Man Two that slows down time? Is it Flash Man's power? Yeah, it's like stops time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. basically that. But I mean, it doesn't stop time. It just slows right. it down. But like, it's it's that kind of stuff where it's like, you literally can't beat this platforming section unless you're right. using this um, wisely because <laughs> it it depletes over time. And if you let deplete all the way, it overheats and then you have to have it cool down and then oh, recharge. Great. So it's it, I, I like that system. It's a smart system. Um, I don't know if I'm... If I bother playing the entirety of Mega Man 11. That's pretty interesting, giving the player like moment-to-moment accessibility options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a cool cool mechanic. I think it's a good game. And I think it I think it looks just fine. It looks better. <laughs> better than... Better than those like early screenshots. Okay. Mm, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Looks way better than my number nine. I think we can all at least agree there. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. are some points. I, I look. I, I watched. Uh, I guess Mark Brown's video on Mega Man Eleven recently came out, mm-hmm. and uh, it had some really cool bosses in there. It looked like there was like a frog mini boss that I was way into. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. A, there's like a tire fire mini boss that's like pretty awesome. hard in the demo. Is that Simpsons man? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a Brazilian favela. It's the president. <laughs> he puts you inside of it no it's like this thing where it's like it's four like spinning cylinders that stack on top of each other and three of them have like spikes on them that spin around and then one of them is like the actual head oh but it always appears at a random right like, tier it's almost like a totem pole basically and it, like disassembles and reassembles in a different order there's an enemy like that in like Mega Man 2 or 3 right but uh it's pretty hard Especially when you're not playing in newcomer, where you have unlimited lives, because I would just I just burn through all the lives. I'm like, all right, started from the very beginning. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, that's, that's pretty rough. That's dumb. Cool. Anything else? Uh, well, Out- speaking of uh, really great platformers with really nice controls, I've been playing N plus plus, the newer, I mean, several years old now. I think version of uh, the latest. Of N plus, which is the newer version of N, which was the classic. I think the latest is Cusso, right? Do what? That's not related. Cusso is from the guy that made love. You're right. Yeah. Fred Wood. Shout out to Fred Wood. Very what? nice dude. Met him at Pax West. I I thought they were the same guy. N plus no. love. N plus plus Cusso. They they kind of blend together a little bit. Check no, out Fred's new podcast. He has like a video game news podcast. that's like 15 minutes long. Super digestible. Oh sweet. Check it out. That's pretty much this, but <laughs> but like eight times longer. Eight times. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's been really fun. The music and it's like super good. It's like all sort of minimal techno house stuff. It really gets you in the zone for these like crazy long auto zone difficult yeah sections. Wordcast brought to you by AutoZone. <laughs> Get in the zone. AutoZone. <laughs> Speaking of, Wait, I want to go back a second. This is Boktai game. The Sun and 
the sun is in your hand. That mm-hmm. subtitle just sounds like a Sunny D slogan. I'm it does kind of. Yeah. I just wanted to put that out there. I wanted I wanted to say that back when we were talking about it, but uh, the, the sequel definitely has the better tagline, which is just Solar Boy Django. What? Django is the character's name. That's badass. <laughs> wow. Well, I have a long ass list of games that I've I've played that I never got to talk about. You but sure do. I am not going to talk about all of these, so I'm trying to see uh, which ones I feel the strongest about. Going from the top here, uh, I bought a uh, plugin, uh, something called a GameCube plug and play for my GameCube, and basically what this is is a HDMI adapter for your GameCube, so you can play GameCube games at 1080p native well, natively, I guess. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. The most up on on video technology but basically it's this guy he is hand manufacturing them he is like 3d printing the port the hdmi port and then uh ordering the boards that do the conversion um from china and then he's like getting the parts and assembling them himself it's a hundred dollars i think and what? um it's it's pretty cool like just being able to hdmi out your gamecube and then like plug it into your tv and play it um so what what alex it's a hundred dollars you're balking at a hundred dollars yeah because i can do that for free on my what computer dolphin. with dolphin <laughs> <laughs> that's fine but what if i maybe just want to do it on my tv with my actual gamecube then system? plug up your computer to your tv i, I don't want to go through the rigmarole of of dealing with dolphin it's not even rigmarole dolphin's like the easiest you're right it's not rigmarole is. it's pronounced rigmarole <laughs> ha are you serious <laughs> yeah well some Dang. people are just elitist snobs who play only on original systems right yeah with 100 conversion Dongles. hardware <laughs> look i'm not the guy is putting he's he's creating i'm not balking at a that supply that's cool for a need that exists that, what, that's what fine. i think is really cool about it because I'll, I'll get into like what the output's like because it's not great but <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, okay. I, I played some super mario sunshine with it and it's just it's a little muddy and whatever um i just think it's cool because apparently background to this so the gamecube used to have both a a, you know a a composite out and then also a digital out for um component cables sure so you could buy component cables and plug them in and use component and component are pure digital out and which allows you to use something like a frame meister to get the raw RGB uh, output to upscale it yourself. Um, and it and usually looks really crisp, really nice. Um, the thing is, the component cables are very expensive because they're very rare. So actually, this HDMI out thing that the guy is making is actually a lot cheaper. On top of that, the second revision of the GameCube, did they remove the digital out. So it was only mm. composite out. So only, so not only is there a uh, only a select number of game cubes with digital outs in existence. There's also a only a certain amount of component cables originally made for the GameCube in this certain port in existence. So obviously, if you're looking for a way to play your games in HD, your GameCube games in HD, you can either do Dolphin, which is fine. I have nothing nothing against Dolphin. You could find one of these component cables and buy a frame meister, which a frame meister itself is like one to two hundred dollars, and then however much the component cable is going to cost you on eBay, which might also be 
in the realm of 100 to 200 dollars jesus christ um or try this third solution with this plug and play system um i think the the guy goes by zelda pro online if you want to look up his stuff and just you just, it's this little thing you just slots in the back and it has an hcmi out on the other side and you plug an hcmi cord into it and it plays it and you, you can mess with settings you can do it 1080 progressive 1080 interlaced like um some games natively support that i know like wind waker and i think sunshine and smash natively support uh interlaced that's pretty cool it's 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 a cool thing it's more of like a interesting because i'm not one of these guys like you know nick nundall knows way more about this stuff and i respect the (laughs) hell hell out of him for like all right well we got uh, i bought this uh pal region uh super nintendo and that outports a a scart and so i have the scart cable i plug the scart cable into the frame meister the frame meister outputs this uh this 1080i but i need to convert the 1080i to 1080p um I think all that stuff's fascinating. Obviously, <laughs> it's not a realm that I would want to venture down because knowing me and the perfectionist I am, I'm like, it's got to look perfect and it's got to be perfect. And what's the perfect form of, of this that exists? You just wait for the GameCube classic. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. A little that's basically it. it fits on your keychain. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I just think it's cool. I think it's a cool thing. Um, it, it's also in the realm of like the analog stuff with the FPGA cpu and stuff and and peter brown over at GameSpot talks about this stuff all the time it's, okay. he's he's big into the archival and also like getting the perfect output and he like found a rare like hd crt it's cool stuff yeah um but yeah i mean it, it's it's a little muddy maybe i need to futz with some settings but i i think it's cool um i also played a, a twine game called you are jeff bezos yes which is fantastic will have you played this game no not yet okay it's uh chris ligman made it uh he runs critical distance and uh basically the conceit is you wake up one morning and you're trapped in jeff bezos's body and i think the first three options are what do you do and it's like you know weep at the fact that you're now trapped in jeff bezos's body uh second option go to the mirror and like verify or like you know doubt that you're actually in jeff bezos's body third option i spend all his fucking money and it just goes into this game of like all right here are all these options you can spend his money on and you know repair puerto rico after the hurricane buy all the student debts and wipe away all the student debt um and there's like custom options that show up at some points there's a if you do in a certain order because there's a there's a money gauge on the side and you start out with 156 billion and you're constantly like subtracting from that and there are certain at certain plot points in the game because there is an actual plot that's happening outside of you just spending all of his money right there there are custom purchases you can make so there's a point where there's a trigger where it goes basically into the next stage or chapter of the story and it starts out with like uh your family breaking down your door well before that it's it's trump shouting at you on twitter and if you have over $50 billion, you can choose to just acquire Twitter and ban him. <laughs> and it says something to the effect of, like, you purchased Twitter for $50 billion. It's probably not worth that, but you just wanted to get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> and then you you ban him, ban all the Nazis. And it's, pre- it's pretty funny. And, and it has some replayability because there are certain endings. There's, like, a good ending and a neutral ending and a um, bad ending. Oh, I didn't know there were multiple endings. Yeah, I think there's four. I think there's a good ending, a true ending a bad ending and a neutral ending okay um 
I think I've only ever gotten the neutral and the bad ending. And I think the neutral ending ends with like you spent all of his money and you uh, get in, uh, you're like walking out of the courthouse because they try to arrest you for spending all of your money. And uh, Elon Musk rolls up in a car in his Tesla and tells you to get in. And he says, we're so happy for you that you, you spent all your money. And it's like we raised you. We raised a GoFundMe for you. It's like another several billion dollars. <laughs> and then the game like kind of starts over. <laughs> um it's a cool game it's funny i liked I, it i i um died in a jail cell and woke up as elon musk <laughs> <laughs> that's i think that was my ending i can't i don't know which one that was i think that's the bad ending okay yeah <laughs> or the neutral ending i think one of one, the one of the two we said one of them's the bad ending one of them's the neutral ending right i i got arrested and like from my jail cell spent the rest of my money like i used my last phone call and then i just died in jail after like a lifetime or something and yeah. yeah wake up as elon musk <laughs> it's pretty good um i also played the tetris effect demo Ooh, it's so good it's not even good it's uh p- the polygon review describes it as euphoric right and i think that's the perfect description for it hmm. i feel like will because you like thumper thumper yeah i think you'd really like tetris effect and a lot of people have also made comparisons to lumines which I've never played Luminous, so mm. it is the same studio. I'm is pretty it? sure. Yeah. Okay. Res and Luminous and okay. yeah. Um so but but puzzle game with like music cues tied into it. Right. Very good. There's a mm-hmm. uh song at the beginning called for the first the first uh level or world or whatever. Because I mean it's just clearing lines. It's like you have a line clear mm-hmm. amount that you're trying to reach and the first one plays a song called I'm Yours Forever and it's just so good. So <laughs> frigging good. And that was the one that was in the ad, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah. And it's like this underwater scene and like all the tetraminos are made out of like water and stuff. And the rotating the piece creates a drum drum beat, but it's in time with the sound. Uh, so like if you want to introduce almost like like a, a rapid a little fill in. Yeah. You can just tap, tap, spin, and it'll start spinning the piece and, and playing this. And then there's one later where it's like, I think it's like um, a hip hop song, but that also has like an Asian flair to it. And you're like in this, the tetramias are made of fire. And there's like two like uh, jade lions like on the side that kind of like flash in and out because of the, the because it's mostly in the dark. Right. And that, um, the spin piece is like wood blocks. Oh, cool. Hitting. So you yeah. just be like, just really good it's such a good game and i mean like if you want to be really reductive about it it's just tetris with really good music tied to it but it's it's so so cathartic and Mm -hmm. so emotional it's like it's a fantastic feeling game and i mean and and that's all i want it to be like yeah i'm pretty excited about if eventually i'd like to have a ps4 and that's definitely one of the things i want to play on it yeah I'm curious how it plays in PSVR because that's just another ridiculous layer. Um, we're not hitting the 30-minute mark. Like I said, Alex, you called it. Um, <laughs> the last game I want to talk about on here. Oh, there's so many. But I think the last one I want to talk about is Jackbox Party Pack 5. Oh. Uh, I played that. Wendy's brother came up and we played some of that. And we played... Uh, subtitled, yes, there's another one. <laughs> it should be subtitled, yes. This is the one with You Don't Know Jack. Because you don't know Jack is back, and I Baby. play. Yeah, and I play, and they they kind of they kind of tweak some of the mechanics in it 
they they they've simplified the the kind of the run through a bit. I mean, it's not super revamped, but obviously it's, it's Cookie Masterson and it's quiz games and stuff. I love when people sit down to play You Don't Know Jack and they've played like other Jackbox games and they're like, "All right, let's do this like funny goofy thing." And then like Cookie Masterson immediately like starts throwing out like weird like fusions of like pop culture and like twist turned in a really crazy way you just you see the people that immediately are turned off by it and the people are like oh okay and then you see the people like i just wanted to draw a dick (laughs) yeah and it's like nope we're doing we're doing this we gotta we gotta we gotta expand our minds (laughs) but i also played one of uh one of the other games called patently oh god what's it's called patently false what system are you playing on uh we played it on pc it's also on switch and yeah everything else i'm sure um i mean like patent oh it's also on ipad that's weird it's patently stupid ah so and the conceit here is you basically uh the game starts and you're given a problem to solve so so you're given a problem that you need to fill out so it's like there's too many blank and you type in whatever you want and then that card gets given to another player and they have to create basically a an, an invention for it so they give it a name they give it a tagline and then they do a drawing and then they do a pitch and the pitch part is like really where this game shines right so like you do your drawing you make your tagline you make your title and then it waits, and then it like goes through each person. And say, okay, here's their problem. Okay, what is your solution? And you can have the computer do it, and it'll be like, so Janet, we had this problem, and we solved it with this, and it just shows like the title and the tagline, whatever. And it's not that entertaining, but if you kind of stand up and do the pitch yourself, like that's where <laughs> like the greatness of this game comes in. And you can and you can spawn in the title and the tagline, the drawing in whatever order you want. Nice. Hmm. So for mine, the challenge was my football field is too big. And I'm like, okay. And so you start it and you want to do like this kind of stupid infomercial Billy Mays type thing. It was like, hey, are you having this problem? Is your football field too big? Well, I have a solution for you. It's called Imminent Domain. And then I had this huge pitch about like, just let Uncle Sam take that land for you. He'll solve the problem right away. And I have the drawing of like, you know, the US Capitol and there's money signs all around it. And I just nice. like scrawled USA on it. And it th- that's that's the genius of that game. I really like. That sounds exciting. Yeah. And there's also a game called Split the Room, which Split the Room is like very smart. So Split the Room basically takes every like popular Jackbox game and flips it on its head. Where like most Jackbox games, you want you want everyone to side with you. So it's like in Draw Four, right. you want everyone to choose the right association with your drawing. You want in TKO, you want everyone to choose your T-shirt and Split the Room. You're basically creating, you're given a prompt and then you're creating two choices based off that prompt. Like say you had to, you know, you want, say you could win, say you're going to be given a million dollars, but in order to do so, you had to blank, cut off your own foot. Would you do it? Yes, no. And the goal is to make the balance 50-50. You want 50 people saying yes, you want 50 people saying no. And it's it's a very clever like conceit 
of of re-examining like what Jackbox games are because Jackbox games are mostly a popularity contest. Like, hey, I have the most clever thing. Yeah, and having it be like, no, I want to. I want to read the room and see who is going to say yes to this and who's going to say no to this. And I, and it's also um, it has this uh, Twilight Zone theming nice. built around it, which is pretty cool. That that's that's the reason I've heard people say pick up Jackbox Party Pack Five. I like that. I like Patently Stupid. Uh, there's also Madverse City, which is a robot rap fight, Ooh. Uh, which is pretty cool. <laughs> right. I, haven't, I haven't played it yet, but it's like a bunch of Transformers rapping against each other i'm into it i don't know how you pick the verses or whatever but that that seems cool uh but yeah that's why i've been playing i have so many other games that you know i just fucking i played rami's game i played the new vlambeer game in pax west oh yeah what uh, you think space hell it was okay <laughs> it, it was talk okay. to us about that one yeah, yeah but then not on mic um, oh, okay it, it was all right it's like a hex based puzzly mm. shmup right it's interesting but yeah uh Anything else anyone wants to talk about before we uh, sign off? This is our last episode, guys. Our last one this year. Our last regular one. Whoa. Whoa. When's it, when's this going up? It's end uh, of November, beginning of December. Wow. Yeah, beginning of December. You want to know something pretty crazy? Yeah. You want to you want to make this you want to make this announcement right here right now? Yeah. Let's do it. So. uh... Julie and I are having some kids. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> like more than one. You know, just get them all out of the way. Just w- one and done. Sorry. How many? Just two. Oh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's great. Oh, my God, yeah. dude. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty exciting. Uh, as of this recording, we're still a little early to be like announcing, announcing. But we're right on the cusp. Right. Uh, so we'll probably be announcing like in the next week or two. Will you be announcing when this goes live? Yeah. So so this will probably be after the official announcement. But we should do the gender reveal on, on the podcast. Too. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we're, we're not planning on finding out. But uh, the doctors say that that's going to be really tough since there's twins and we're going to be like. You have to buy. You have to supply. <laughs> yeah. I always Art. think about that when people have kids and like we we don't know the gender. I'm like, okay, like that's probably good. Like you don't want to gender, you don't want to make everything you buy for them gendered. Right. So mm-hmm. that's that's fine. But I probably can't think of anything right now. But what if like <laughs> what if something comes up? It's like oh shit, maybe we need this. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's that many things that are like that. But uh, we we will probably know because there's so many specialists that somebody's not gonna know our preference and just let it slip probably mm-hmm. and we're okay with that right man at the very are, least i mean are they gonna let you know if they're fraternal or identical yeah we don't know yet so that's exciting are dylan and i gonna be the godparents we're, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna be you guys gonna can name f- them after us you guys can <laughs> fight for the gender the gendered parent <laughs> godfather or godmother okay hmm I think Dylan needs to be godmother. Hmm. <laughs> very motherly. That's true. I'm very matronly. Uh, congratulations, Will. Thanks. It's very yeah, exciting. That's, that's crazy. Um, oh, I'm so happy for you. The terrible news is that I might not be as active on the podcast. That's uh, fine. How dare you Yeah. So. put your family before this? <laughs> I mean, you're probably not going to be able to play that many video games. Yeah, that's probably true. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see about that. Like, hey, might go up. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> might be a work-at-home daddy. Ooh, that'd be fun. 
but yeah it's it's pretty wild it really uh it's it's kind of like um it's re recontextualizing a lot of stuff i bet <laughs> including like game design and stuff so it's pretty interesting mm-hmm. how can i have a, an infant play my game how yeah. do i mean <laughs> how can i turn these worthless leeches <laughs> into play testers, into play testers. <laughs> my qa department right here homegrown <laughs> that's definitely something i've thought about with just like in regards to having kids like hmm i gotta have them test things for me now and oh <laughs> uh, that's so exciting dude i'm yeah oh, wow congratulations appreciate that preach preach well on that note <laughs> i guess that's a that's a that's a good place to sign off that's a yeah um we are how do we come back from that from the brink <laughs> <laughs> from the paternal brink um next episode is going to be best games played mm. 2018 it's a it's a nice one i can't believe monster hunter world swept <laughs> all 10 places it's pretty <laughs> ridiculous i told you it was gonna happen <laughs> um yeah we'll uh so coming up is best games played and then following that is um the honorable mentions podcast that we're gonna be recording right after this and then that's gonna be it for the for the end of the year that's gonna square us away for uh 2018 it's been a it's been a swell time 2018 yeah it's been a good year it's it's been a it's been a year it's been a <laughs> solid just it happened you know like <laughs> I, I like this year this was a good year it's not bad it's a good year on the podcast off the podcast mm-hmm. i think i mm-hmm. think yeah i think a lot of awesome things happened i had sex at least once <laughs> wills had sex at least once <laughs> wow that's good. important yeah so um who knows not to brag <laughs> <laughs> but there's one more thing guys <gasps> oh dear since best games played is coming up next episode people need to know what's available what are the contenders for best games played Ooh. so it's time to do our yearly read-off Ooh. of every game played this year oh, no. are you guys ready oh my god oh jesus let's start the music Fight Night, Kung Fu Kickball, Joggernauts, Hercules, Splitty Robot, Mini Metro, Donut County, Overland, Tunic, Children Morta, Piddle Box, Lightfall, Super Retro Maker, Log Rollers, Sorcerer City, Dobatone, The Swords of Ditto, The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Into the Gungeon, Virtua Tennis, Power Stone, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, Broken Reality, Deus Ex Mankind Divided, Horizon Zero Dawn, Coup, the Wisdom and or Madness of Crowds, Super Mario Odyssey, Cave Story Plus, The End is Nigh, Slaves to Armok, God of Blood Chapter 2, Dwarf Fortress, Monster Hunter World, Dishonored 2, Blacklight Retribution, Burger Time, Terrorist Galaga, Flock of Dogs, Galaga 3, Dragon Quest Builders, The Sims 4, Shadow of the Colossus, Nog, Gundam vs. Valhalla, Cyberpunk Bartender Action, Battlefield 1, Titanfall 2, Overwatch, The Moonfields, Time Crisis 2, Super Hot, Descenders, Mask of Semblance, The Trading Card Game, King of the Hat, Kirby Star Allies, Nano Golf, Dragon Quest Monsters, Solar Striker, Lego Island 2, The Brickster's Revenge, Minute, What the Golf, Hypnospace Outlaw, Desert Child, Plunge, The Adventure Pals, Celeste, Warhammer Doomwheel, Ape Out, Pico Niku, 
Burnout Paradise Remastered, Night in the Woods, Thomas Was Alone, Zap Herder, Outlaw Mayor Panic, Samurai Shaver, God of War, The Last of Us Remastered, Polytopia, Tiny Tower, Chroma Squad, Eldritch, Fantasy Star Online, Midair, El Dorito, Part-Time UFO, Battle Right, Pokemon Quest, Sushi Striker, The Way of Sushido, Mario Tennis Aces, Overwhelm, Fugle, Kingdom Death Monster, Agony, Totally Accurate Battlegrounds, Fallout 3, Hitman, Dusk, Wobblob Classic, Wobblob, Monster Hunter Stories, Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon, Call of Duty, Black Ops 3, Fallout New Vegas, Batman, The Enemy Within, The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit, Yo Noid, Enter the Void, Trials Fusion, Spider Pawns, Tetris, Mario Brothers, Battletoads, Killer Instinct, Time Crisis 3, Frogger, Galaxy, Variant S, Caves of Cud, No Man's Sky, Where the Water Tastes Like Wine, Warrior Wear Gold, UFO 50, Fork Parker's Crunch Out, Untiled Goose Game, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, Metal Wolf Chaos, XD, Samurai Gun, Kids, Knights and Bikes, Wilmont's Warehouse, We Happy Few, Okami, Darksiders 3, Mechs vs. Minions, Dead Cells, Kira Blaster, Mother 3, The Herb, Sins in the City, Destiny 2, Mega Man 11, Super Mario Bros. 3, Zone of the Enders, The Second Runner, Mars, Which Way, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, Marvel Spider-Man, Super Dodgeball, River City Momentum, Assassin's Creed, and Where Shadows Slumber. Can you repeat that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Going from the top, Fight Night. <laughs> that's all the games we've played. Wow. That's too many games. That was, uh, what's the count here? It was uh, 148 games. A lot of games. Yeah. A lot of games. Well, on that note, Will Blanton, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations. Thank you. On your your future brood. <laughs> Where can people find you? At X01010111. X01010111. At Twitter.com. Adam, <laughs> congratulate him. Give him a shout out. <laughs> Alex. Hi. Where can people find you? At G-H-O-D-A-N underscore. And there's no need to congratulate me. I haven't done anything. Congratulations <laughs> for joining us for a second year <laughs> on Wardcast. Thank you both so much. I enjoy doing this with you guys. Of course. Me too. Every week. Every other week. However often we do it. <laughs> and you can find me at Dylan Alvento. And if you like this podcast and want to listen to any of our other podcasts, you can find them at ward-games.com forward slash podcast. You can also find them on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, anywhere else you can listen to a podcast. Just search Wardcast. Give us a review. We out. See ya. So when I, uh, when my grandmother was still alive, my paternal grandmother, she told me the story about, because so one of my uncles, one of my dad's brothers, he has, um, he got in a really bad car accident when he was like in his 20s. Uh-huh. And it basically like the car or like the side of the car like dented in his skull. So there's like a permanent like dent on his left temple. There's a big scar there and also like ripped back the skin and also like mangled his hand and ripped back the skin on his hand to the point where they had to like open up his stomach and put his hand in there to like take some of the skin cells from the stomach and have it regraft onto his hand what so like there's there's a notable difference in skin tone between parts of his hand and then also like his pinky can't fully like extend out because of the nerve damage or whatever uh-huh. and then he has like a big scar starting from like you know 
his hairline down. Thanks for flipping me off, by the um, way. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, and my grandmother told me the story, like, when it happened, he was hospitalized and whatever. <laughs> and she just straight up said, like, yeah, if that happened to your father, Dylan, like, he would just be asked to someone end it there for him. Because my dad's really vain. <laughs> and, like, that was how my grandmother chose to talk about how vain my dad was, was <laughs> to bring up this terrible <laughs> event with my uncle. And say, yeah, if that happened to your dad, he would just be like, no, just pull the plug. Diminish uh, both of them, yeah. Yeah. I read a story in the uh, VCU student paper about this guy. Just you talking about sticking a hand in your stomach for free skin or whatever freaked me out and made me remember this. This guy in Russia cut off his penis and grafted it onto his arm. Uh I don't. I I still don't understand how this came about, but apparently, it was to grow his penis, like it was a penis enlargement thing, and then he cut it back off and slapped it did, back on. Did it work? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like <laughs> the 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 story was like a one, you know, one paragraph. Like, did you know? Kind of thing. Did you know he could do this? Yeah, they said it worked, but like, I kind of have a feeling. It's probably not, probably not worth it. I mean, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> okay. Would you not? <laughs> Would you? The cards are on the table, Will. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Now that you mention it, maybe, maybe. I've always wanted a nine-inch wiener. <laughs> Consider starting from negative here. So, we gotta- <laughs> all right, all right. Let's let's split the room on this. <laughs> All of Jeff Bezos's money or a nine inch wang. Hmm. Well, if I had the money, yeah, you could probably buy a new wang. I could have 20 wieners on my arm by Monday. <laughs> Imagine accidentally clicking on one of those terrible ads that are like this one secret trick. And then you're like, oh no, I've accidentally clicked on something. And then you just see that and you're like, what have I done? This is. This is it. This is my life. <laughs> I already have a knife in hand. DIY. <laughs> yeah, <baby. laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, personally, I would wear long sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think how bulky would the sweater have to be? <laughs> That's a good question. For it not to show up. I also want to know if, like, what on on the scale of flaccid to erect, where the wiener on your arm lands. I bet if if when you flex, like when you yeah, like flex your muscle, that's when it. Or like if it's on your forearm, I bet if you flex real hard, it goes flaccid, and then when you release, it's like wow. <laughs> We've all had to go pee in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. So so I'm I'm just trying, like picturing this, uh, of like. I don't know if you had it like on your wrist and that way you could sort of do like a Spider-Man or an Ezio <laughs> auditory motion and it would just like whip. Do you want to see my hidden blade? <laughs> this is bad. We're, we're oh, co- man. We're stuck on a slippery slope, guys. <laughs> oh, this is going somewhere. Don't you worry. <laughs> I mean, I think there was a line about 20 minutes back that we crossed. Oh, I mean, this audio is going somewhere. Oh, Okay. <laughs> 
how long did it take him? Because like you could theoretically block out like a month in winter. Yeah, that's really like the the whole thing is that this article had none of the information <laughs> I really wanted. <laughs> you probably teleworks. I'm just like imagining. I don't know. You, you gotta like block out a month or two in winter where it's okay to wear big sweaters. No one knows you're doing this. What? What? Where are we? Um, <laughs> where am I? Doing audio tests, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, testing, testing. <laughs> one, two, three. Penis arms. Penis arms. No, I this don't is... want two penis arms. <laughs> penis arms, singular. <laughs> That's more Dylan speed. Maybe you could rent out your arms to grow other people's penises. All right. Now I'm going this is to some great cut, stop the audio <laughs> to readjust levels. It's like a future where people are renting out bodies. We already <laughs> surrogate. All right. All right. Babies, so. right there, bye. <laughs>